Hare Krishna. So in today's episode, we will uh, study the significance of Lord Krishna's birth. Because tomorrow is Janmashtami, very auspicious uh, appearance day of Lord Krishna. So he has actually spoken about his transcendental birth in the Bhagavad Gita. And we will take some references from Srimad Bhagavatam as well. <clears throat> so please repeat after me. So we are, we are. I mean, today's primary verse is 4.9, chapter 4, text 9. Can you all see the screen? Janma, Janma, Karma, Karma, Cha, cha Me, me divyam, divyam, Evam, evam Yo, yo Vetti, Tatvataha. Actually, this Yo is Yaha. We will read from below here. Tyaktva. Deham Punaha Janma Na Eti Mam Eti Sah Arjuna See Sorjuna here Actually Sah plus Arjuna Sorjuna So Janma karma cha me divyam, Janma karma cha me divyam, Evam yo vetitatvataha, Evam yo vetitatvataha, Tyaktva deham punar janma, Tyaktva deham punar janma, Naitima meti sorjuna, Naitima meti sorjuna, Janma karma cha me divyam, Janma karma cha me divyam, Evam yo vetitatvataha, Evam yo Yatvadeham punar janma, Naiti mameti sorjuna, Janma, birth, karma, work, cha, also, me, of mine, divyam, transcendental, evam, like this, ya. Anyone who Vetti knows Tattvata in reality, Tyaktva leaving aside Deham this body, Punaha again Janma birth, Na never Eti does attain Mam. Unto me, Eti does attain. Sah, he, Arjuna, O Arjuna. Translation purport by Stavangri Sesi Bhaktivedanta Swami Shla Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation One who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not, upon leaving the body, take his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode, O Arjuna. 
Please repeat. One who knows, one who knows the, transcendental nature the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities, of my and activities does, not, does not, upon leaving the body, upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode, O Arjuna. Purport. The Lord's descent from his transcendental abode is already explained in the sixth verse. One who can understand the truth of the appearance of the personality of Godhead is already liberated from material bondage and therefore he returns to the kingdom of God immediately after quitting this present material body. Such liberation of the living entity from material bondage is not at all easy. The impersonalists and the yogis attain liberation only after much trouble and many, many births. Even then, the liberation they achieve, merging into the impersonal Brahma Jyoti of the Lord, is only partial, and there is the risk of returning to this material world. But the devotee, simply by understanding the transcendental nature of the body and activities of the Lord, attains the abode of the Lord after ending this body, and does not run the risk of returning to this material world. In the Brahma Samhita 5.33, it is stated that the Lord has many, many forms and incarnations. Although there are many transcendental forms of the Lord, they are still one and the same Supreme Personality of Godhead. One has to understand this fact with conviction, although it is incomprehensible to mundane scholars and empiric philosophers. As stated in the Vedas, Purusha Bodhini Upanishad, Eko Devo Nitya Leelanurakto Bhakta Vyapi Atma The one Supreme Personality of Godhead is eternally engaged in many, many transcendental forms and relationships with His unalloyed devotees. This Vedic version is confirmed in this verse of the Gita personally by the Lord. He who accepts this truth on the strength of the authority of the Vedas and of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and who does not waste time in philosophical speculations attains the highest perfectional stage of liberation. Simply by accepting this truth on faith, one can without a doubt attain liberation. The Vedic version, Tattvamasi, is actually applied in this case. Anyone who understands Lord Krishna to be the Supreme, or who says unto the Lord, You are the same Supreme Brahman, the Personality of Godhead, is certainly liberated instantly, and consequently his entrance into the transcendental association of the Lord is guaranteed. In other words, such a faithful devotee of the Lord attains perfection, and this is confirmed by the following Vedic assertion. Tameva viditvati mrityumeti nanyaha pantha vidyateyanaya One can attain the perfect stage of liberation from birth and death simply by knowing the Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and there is no other way to achieve this perfection. Shvetashvatar Upanishad, Chapter 3, Text 8 that there is no alternative means that anyone who does not understand Lord Krishna as a Supreme Personality of Godhead is surely in the mode of ignorance and consequently he will not attain salvation simply, so to speak, by licking the outer surface of the bottle of honey or by interpreting the Bhagavad Gita according to mundane scholarship. Such empiric philosophers may assume very important roles in the material world but they are not necessarily eligible for liberation. Such puffed-up mundane scholars have to wait for the causeless mercy of the devotee of the Lord. One should therefore cultivate Krishna consciousness with faith and knowledge and in this way attain perfection. 
So, here, there is a reference in the purport to the sixth verse of this chapter. So, as you can see, this is 4.9, it's the ninth verse of this chapter. But from the very first verse of this chapter, Krishna has been speaking about his birth, which is very different from ours. Like, we all took birth, but we don't really study what is our, you know, unless, I mean, there are some history of famous personalities whom, uh, about whom we learn in the history textbooks. Like, such and such person has taken birth in this year, on this date, he has done so and so things. Like we have in India, Gandhi or Subhash Chandra Bose. Yeah. And in other countries we have Mussolini, Hitler, so many. <coughs> so, there are studies of birth and activities of famous people. Now, we should not consider the birth and activities of Krishna as one of those famous people. No. That's why the, the categorical description of his activities and birth are called divyam, janma karma chamein divyam. Transcendental birth and activities. So what is the meaning of transcendental? What is the meaning of this? So let us uh, <coughs> see. I'll just read the translations of what exactly transpired in the eight verses preceding this verse. So if you see here, so these are the translations of the verses. We can go into the Sanskrit, but you know, for sake of time, I'm just reading, going to read the English. Fourth chapter, first verse, the blessed Lord said, I instructed this imperishable science of yoga to the sun god, Vivaswan, and Vivaswan instructed it to Manu, the father of mankind, and Manu in turn instructed it to Ikshvaku. Now, there are many uh, things that can be said about this verse. First of all, there is a sun planet, and there is life on the sun planet, unlike what the material scientists think, that, oh, it is so hot, nobody can live there. With our body, yes, we cannot live there. But if you have a suitable body, you can. So there they have fiery bodies, so they live in such bodies. And there is a civilization far, far more advanced than on the earth. And the king of that planet, Sun God, his name is also given. Sun God or Surya Bhagavan, they say sometimes, that is a post. Like Prime Minister is a post, but then there is a personal name of that person who occupies that post. Like in India there is Narendra Modi, here there is uh, Lee Sin Lung. So, similarly the Sun God is named as Vivaswan, that much detail we have. Um, and Vivaswan is, and Krishna actually spoke to him. Krishna is saying that I spoke to the Sun God. The same signs that I am speaking to you now Arjuna. And Vivaswan instructed it to Manu the father of mankind. The word man comes from the word Manu in Sanskrit or Manava. Manav or Manushya is coming because the descendants of Manu or derivatives of Manu. So the word English word man also comes from that. 
though he is the father of mankind or he is also called prajapati or progenitor in the early times of the universe there have been these prajapatis according to our vedic scriptures we understand that there have been prajapatis who brought forth generations of population in various species not only the humans so vivaswan instructed krishna spoke to vivaswan and who is the sun god vivaswan instructed it to manu vaivasvatamanu now within one day of brahma his time scale is different from ours our one day and one night is 24 hours but brahma's one day is unimaginable by human proportions um it's technically 8.64 billion b for billion years so that would translate to 1000 cycles of the four yugas satya treta dwapara kali satya treta dwapara kali satya treta like that just like we have months in the year january february all the way to december again january so like that we have four much bigger months of a yuga i mean like months so they are satya treta dwapara kali so here in in a year one month is about 30 days plus or minus but a yuga is differently calculated kali yuga is the shortest of all the four yugas it is 432000 years and the next preceding age is the dwapara yuga which is 432000 times 2 864000 years and this uh, treta yuga which is the second age which is 432000 times 3 which is 1296000 years and finally the satya yuga is four times the kali yuga's duration which is 1728000 years so if you calculate all together you'll get 4032320000 years or 4.32 million years one cycle of the four yugas so 1000 cycles is 4.32 million times 1000 that is 4.32 billion years that is one day of brahma that means in the daytime only not the night so 12 hours the other 12 hours make up another 4.32 billion so it's 8.8.64 billion years <clears throat> now in that time frame and brahma lives for 100 such years that that is one day and he lives for 100 such years now in one day of brahma there come 14 manus one lifetime i mean sorry one day of brahma is equal to the lifetimes of 14 manus it means within one day from morning to evening one manu comes and he finish he is finished and then second manu comes third manu like that 14 manus and the seventh manu is our vaivasvata manu swayambhuva swarochisha uttama tamasa raivata chakshusha vaivasvata then savarni daksha savarni deva savarni brahma savarni rudra savarni uh, like this there are 14 manus names are there so vaivasvata is the seventh manu so now we are in the period of the vaivasvata manu or vaivasvata means one who is the son of vivasvan arjuna is called partha because he is son of pritha or he is called bharata because he is son of or descendant of bharata um, 
or he is called Kaunteya because he is son of Kunti. So, Vaivasvata means he is son of Vivaswan. So, he, this Manu who Krishna, I mean the father of whom Krishna spoke to, uh, that Manu is currently ruling the upper planetary systems and the mankind. <coughs> so, Vivaswan spoke this to that Manu. And each Manu, if you calculate 14 Manus in a day of Brahma, um, 1000 cycles divided by 14, you will get about 71 cycles for each Manu. That means one Manu lasts for 71 cycles of the four Yugas. So, in for this Manu, now currently it is running the 28th cycle. And Krishna comes in every day of Brahma on the 7th Manu, 28th cycle, Dvapar Yuga. He comes. He does not come in every Dvapar Yuga. Only once in a day of Brahma. That means in 1000 cycles of the four Yugas, only in one of the cycles Krishna comes. As Krishna. Like as Ram, as Varaha, as Vamana, as Dattatreya and so many. He, is, he, came, he comes, Sambhavami Yuge Yuge. But as Krishna, Sampurna Bhagavan, the original personality of Godhead, he only comes once in a day of Brahma. And that too in the 7th Manu, 28th cycle. That is his schedule. You may ask why? Why? What is so special? Well, that is his wish. He is just letting us know when he is coming. That's all. <laughs> it's not that he is conforming to a rule put by somebody else. No. He is just letting us know. So now, um, but before he came in as Krishna, in another form, he was there on the sun planet. He is saying in this verse. And Vivaswan spoke this to his son Manu, and Manu spoke to his son Ikshvaku. I don't know if you are familiar with the history of Ramayana. Ramayana, Lord Ram, comes in the Surya Vamsa, and that is this lineage. Ikshvaku was the great grandsire of um, the Surya Vamsa on the earth. And um, in that lineage, Lord Ramachandra appeared. And Krishna appeared in the Chandra Vamsa. But he's not there like he's not that he's descendant of Chandra Vamsa, but he just appeared there. Now, he spoke this. Now, next verse he says, then you may ask, okay, he spoke this to Sun God, okay, fine. What is the relevance of that information? If you speak something, there has to be some relevance, right? So what is the relevance of this conversation? He is saying that previously I spoke this and I did not spoke something else, I spoke the same thing. But this is what happened after that. This supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession, through sampradaya or parampara system, from master to disciple, master to disciple. It was handed down, this knowledge, carefully. But somewhere in the course of time, the knowledge was lost. person who is not perfect, if he hears a story, he will add his perception masala and he will tell a different story. And like that you see the hundredth person, he will have a totally different story, nothing related to the first person. So that's an imperfect person. But a perfect person who is a devotee of Krishna, I may say perfection is not possible, well it is possible. And Arsha, Arsha Vigna, such persons are called Arsha Vigna. So, um, 
आर्षविज्ञ वाक्य नहीं दोष है सब भ्रम प्रमाद विप्रलिप्सा कारणा पाठक तो the four defects there are that disqualify us to be propagators of true knowledge. What is that? Brahma, tendency to commit mistakes. Pramad, or tendency to be um, illusion. And vipralipsa, cheating propensity, and karana part of imperfect senses. So these things disqualify us to gain any perfect knowledge from our sensory perception. Then why are we speaking here? Why am I speaking? So because this is re- repeated or revealed knowledge. Vedas are revealed knowledge. They are not work of any man. Not that a few sages came together, had a conference and wrote some books. No. It is directly enunciated by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And of course he incarnated as Vyasadeva and he you know, wrote down. And even those great sages, Arshavigya, those who are actually pure devotees, they don't commit mistakes as well. They are gurus in the discipline of succession and guru's work is the most simple thing but yet it is the most difficult thing for some reason in this material world. Guru's business is to repeat the words of Krishna without changing a single thing. Like even <laughs> students who are you know, not so well versed in studying when they go to exam, they want to copy. They want to copy from the friends. Copying is the easiest thing to do, rather than study a whole year. But of course, you can get caught and you can get disqualified. But it is easy way out, right? But Guru's business is that he has to copy what Krishna has said. But the problem with people is they want to be inventive, they want to be innovative, they want to be known as a creative person, a philosophical genius. They want this. Pratishtha. So they, what they do? Change. Tell in their own way. Distort the meaning. So these things were going on and Krishna said, um, the supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession and the saintly kings understood it in that way. But in course of time the succession was broken and therefore the science as it is appears to be lost. So now I spoke this, but it was handed down well, but at some, co- some point in time it was lost. So now I'm again coming to revive that science. Hmm. That is in the next verse. That very ancient science of the relationship with the Supreme is today told by me to you because you are my devotee as well as my friend. Therefore you can understand the transcendental mystery of this science. Rahasyam hi Now there are many things important in this verse. First thing. It is that very ancient science. Krishna is not saying, well, what I spoke to Sun God, and actually if you go to the first verse in the purport, there is a calculation. If he has spoken this to Sun God, then how many years ago would he have spoken, considering the lifetime of Sun God? So the calculation comes to about 120.4 million years ago, Krishna spoke. And as when he spoke in Kurukshetra, that was about 5,100 years ago. And he spoke 120 million years ago to Sun God. Um, that very ancient science I am telling now, Krishna said. He did not say that was outdated, that was you know old old age for old people, you know old fashioned people. Now modern one I will tell you, you know so that uh, for modern minds it will be conducive. No, that very ancient science. Real knowledge actually doesn't change. If it changes, there is not real knowledge. 
<coughs> so uh, first thing is it's the same there's nothing changed that's why our bhagavad gita is bhagavad gita as it is nothing changed not that oh krishna spoke 5000 years ago no uh, we consider our old own parents as old fashioned just like 30 years ago they were born they were already old fashioned for us 5000 years ago what to speak <laughs> so, uh, but transcendental knowledge is different from mundane knowledge it is always true it is it does not depend on time and space it is not limited by time and space so first thing is the same knowledge next why he chose arjuna arjuna was not a very great pandit of his time he was not known as a great pandit he was not a great fighter now would you speak something to a fighter you go to the boxing ring and to speak to speak bhagavad gita <laughs> so and he was a king moreover he was not a person who was a philosopher you know who would think about it and you know like you know marinate on it no he is a he is a king and and it was not spoken in a in a comfortable room having some sip of tea no battlefield people are going to die any moment armies were getting ready in the midst of the two armies this discussion happened i mean it's the most defining moment of his life he could be killed he could win he could lose and he was not wanting to fight and he has to fight his own kinsmen there was nothing that suggests that it was a casual conversation and the situation did not appear to appear like that it was the most tense situation you can ever think of hmm. at that time he chose to speak this great philosoph- uh, tra- philosophical treatise now <laughs> he was not a yogi he was not a yogi like you know go and meditate in the form nothing not a sanyasi not a pandit not a brahman not a scholar why krishna chose arjuna that is also bhakto sime sakha cheti because you are my devotee and friend therefore you can understand you may be a big scholar big pandit big yogi big sanyasi but if you are not my devotee you are a rascal krishna sir he cannot understand me naham prakasha sarvasya yogamaya samavrita ಮಹಾಮೇಭ್ಯಾಮ i'm telling you a secret because you're my friend you will only tell your secrets to your friends right you won't speak some secret to somebody outside no whom you trust uh, so krishna arjuna was krishna's friend so that is the qualification we have to have a friendly disposition towards krishna we have to accept krishna as our friend bhoktaram yagna tapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram suhridam sarvabhutanam gyatvamam shantim rachati if you want peace we have to accept krishna in these three ways otherwise we have no there's no peace united nations will be utter failure 
only way it will succeed is this 5.29 of bhagavad gita bhoktaram yajna tapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram suhridam sarvabhuta these three points what are they first a person in full consciousness of me knowing me to be the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities krishna is the ultimate beneficiary that means whatever we do he should be the enjoyer of our activities not we should be the enjoyer of our activities or our family members or our country members no or our species or our race like those what is that black lives matter no no we are not for this all lives matter and life matters first of all and human life matters the most hmm and life is not black or white that is body that is not even life that is a dead thing so it's a co- totally you know misconstrued opinion of people collective opinion and there are big big slogans big big movements in this way in the material world they unite on these bodily platforms which will always be partisan based party based but real understanding is that i am the soul i am not this body so the next thing is to understand that if i am not the body who am i oh i am a servant of krishna now i am thinking i am a servant of my country of my family of my species of my race whatever now if i understand that krishna is actually the beneficiary i am i am his servant that is the first point next the, he is we have to accept him as the supreme lord of all planets and demigods countries fight over a small piece of land huh because why they think that oh it has to be mine oh that is yours i have to take it from you so that is the very thing that causes this um, you know rift between nations or peoples it can happen on an individual level mine mine like you know children fight oh this is mine this is mine and they pull each other's hair or what so <laughs> starts from there and fight until the country level international level you know what not so if we understand ishavasam idam sarvam everything belongs to the lord then in fact that was the principle of vedic uh, vedic age you know when people used to follow the regulatory principles so people even though there was a strong king and the neighbor was a weak king he would not just go oh he is weak and just finish him off no if he was ruling according to vedic principles he will not touch him if there is some discrepancy in the other person's kingdom if he comes to know that hey, they are not following the vedic principles they are going against then there will be war waged not because of power hungry uh, greedy rascals no they were rajarshis they were raja kings by profession but rishis by character saints by character so such people used to rule but now kaliyuga so we don't have very good examples so the lord of all planets and demigods we have to accept that krishna is the owner not anybody else so he is the beneficiary he is the enjoyer of our activities and he is the owner and finally and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities he is the supreme fr- suhridam sarvabhutanam the word suhrit is very important suhrit means hrit means heart hridam hridayam suhrit means good heart what does that mean it means from the heart he wishes our i mean he wishes well for us 
not just wishes he makes he makes every single arrangement even though we were we were rotting as a worm in the stool he still makes our arrangement and gives us stool to eat sitting as parmatma and when we are actually able to understand and assimilate his instructions in human form of life then he leaves bhagavad gita he leaves record of his past times he has done so much leela right he just did not do leela and go away no he made sure it is it is recorded <laughs> so he incarnated as vyasadeva when he now bhagavad gita krishna arjuna was speaking in the middle of the battlefield it would have been easily lost after that nobody ever knows again no there was record every single word was recorded so he made sure whatever he was doing he recorded and then kept it for the future so he because he wants that everyone be saved from this tribulations of birth and death old age and disease so he is the supreme friend so his instructions are same as you know when a, when a good friend gives you advice you take it so like that we have to take his advice whatever he is saying in bhagavad gita we have to follow that means that is a meaning of accepting him as his friend not that i will come and krishna and i will speak to him as if he was my friend no that is that is not like that pure devotees can do that's a different aspect we have to now understand that bhagavad gita was spoken for us the leelas were written i mean performed for our benefit so associate and he has sent not only he came and left books he sent acharyas time and again so that they can explain those books to us because even the books we cannot understand so all this is doing so he only deals with devotees so the mystery was revealed to arjuna then arjuna said arjuna had a doubt now arjuna was not simply accepting uh, on blind faith he was asking an interesting question he said wait 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 arjuna said the sun god vivaswan is senior by birth to you he understands that the sun god is 100 120 million years old and you are saying you spoke to him in the in the beginning of his life what are you speaking here how am i to understand that in the beginning you instructed the science to him then the lord said many many births bahuni me vyatitani now here we are talking about krishna's birth right janmashtami so many many births krishna said both you and i have passed i can remember all of them but you cannot o subdur of the enemy so krishna comes in various incarnations he remembers every one of his lives and every single detail of every single one of his lives we don't even remember what we ate for breakfast if i ask you not to look at the date in what color dress you are wearing you won't remember that is our memory large memory absolute you know there's no fading memory doesn't fade <coughs> so many many but this is the difference between his birth and our birth one of the primary differences he can remember everything we cannot we cannot remember even this birth of many things, right um, so in other words he was saying that you arjuna asking this question you were also there with me at that time when i was speaking this to the sun god you were there with me 
in some capacity i don't know which way he was there definitely it was not krishna and arjuna because krishna only comes once in a day of brahma in another incarnation so arjuna also was following just like nara narayan nara narayan nara and nara narayan is actually krishna and nara is arjuna so in which form they came it's not specifically disclosed but he was saying both you and i have passed many many births and arjuna you were also there at that time but you don't remember it <coughs> then he says fourth chapter sixth verse we should read the sanskrit of this because here ajopisan avyayatma bhutanam ishwaropisan prakritim swam adhishthaya sambhavam yatmamaya ajah or ajo means ajah unborn ja means janma born praja means those who have taken birth in the land even though it may be animal it is still considered as praja according to vedic understanding now only humans and kill the animals that was not so ja means janma stands for janma ajah means no birth one who has no birth ajah ajah api ajo api although i am unborn and my avyaya without deterioration our body deteriorates right now here he says although i am unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates and although i am the lord of all sentient beings i still appear in every millennium in my original transcendental form we take many different forms it's not our original form but he comes although seemingly different sometimes like matsya fish sometimes like a tortoise sometimes like a half man half lion sometimes as a boar sometimes as a uh, horse headed different ways he comes but original form advaitam achyutam anadim anantarupam so he comes in his original form and although he is unborn he still takes birth this is why he is janma karma chame divyam transcendental he does not need to take birth. we are also unborn we are souls we were never born so why we are not called ajaya and you know big time all these uh, <laughs> titles for us no we fell down here we were forced to come here because of our mistakes our mistake was that we wanted to be an enjoyer separate from the lord a separatist enjoyer and that was our prithak bhava that was why we came here but krishna comes here to save us when the king comes into the prison to see how the prison is going on and to save those who you know okay you can come out when he goes into the prison it's not that he is one of the prisoners no just because he entered into the prison complex no so similarly krishna comes into the complex of this material world but he is not one of us hmm. that's why he is janma karma chame divyam so if you go back <coughs> the next verse he says then he he say he comes but then why he comes then he gave some indications why he comes here because uh, usually when we go somewhere we have a purpose to fulfill we don't simply go there for no nothing so krishna says whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice or descendant of bharata and a predominant rise of a religion at that time i descend myself so he comes when there is this decline in religious principle uh, what is that dharmasya uh, glani decline in religious principle then next he says in order to whenever there is such a situation i will come and i'll come and do what next verse 
in order to deliver the pious and to annihilate the miscreants as well as to re-establish the principles of religion i had went myself millennium after millennium now let's see the sanskrit also because these two verses are very very important verses summarizes the mission of the lord yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhyutthanam dharmasya tadatmanam srijamyam whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice and a predominant rise of a religion or descendant of bharata at that time i was in myself now if we go to the next verse परित्राणाय साधूनां विनाशाय च दुष्कृतां धर्मसंस्थापनार्थाय संभवामि युगे युगे थ्री थिंग्स ही डस ही प्रोटेक्ट्स द डिवोटीज व्हेन ही कम्स हियर एंड ही किल्स द डीमन्स डिमोनिया एंड धर्मसंस्थापन एस्टैब्लिशमेंट ऑफ रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल्स एंड टू किल द डिमोनिक प्रिंसिपल पीपल इट्स नॉट हिज फेवरेट जॉब एंड ही डजंट नीड टू कम one tsunami is enough one earthquake one pandemic is enough it's it is said that the virus is uh, the entire virus of the world is like 2 grams in weight put together 2 grams with 2 grams you can finish millions so he doesn't need to come to kill rascals but when he why he does that to actually protect the devotees from the rascals and he gives confidence to the devotees he actually only comes for devotees and of course <clears throat> for those innocent people ah dharma samsthapana arthaya because he krishna was there in the, in the on this earth for how long 125 years he does not want to bless only those people in that window of time no he wants to bless for eternity so therefore he does dharma samsthapana and he establishes righteous rulers like the pandavas he establishes scriptures like the mahabharat bhagavad gita shrimad bhagavatam कृष्णे स्वधामोपगते धर्मज्ञानादिभिस्सह कलौ नष्टृशाश पुराणाकोध्वनोदिता भागवतम इज देर टू कंटिन्ू द ऑस्पिशियनेस दट वॉज देर ऑन द प्लैनेट वन कृष्ण वॉज हियर पर्सनली टू कंटिन्ू दैट दिस द स्क्रिप्चर भागवतम सो दिस इज हाउ ही धर्म संस्थापना एंड ही सेंस आचार्य हिज सर्वेंट्स टू अगेन री एनफोर्स एंड ही यूम सेल्फ केम Krishna said in the Bhagavad Gita, surrender to me. People do not know how to surrender. They were in fact saying, how dare he ask like this? This is too much ego. How can he ask not surrender? What is this? Who, do, who does he think he is? So they were rascals. Right? Asking them to surrender for their benefit, they don't know. So they are challenging Krishna like that. So to show people how to even surrender to Krishna. And those who took it that, okay, Krishna said I should surrender. Okay, let me surrender. How to surrender? I don't know. So Krishna came personally as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Showed us how to surrender. like if i i can tell a child right a you not do not do it then you take the hand of the child and then you know make him right first taking by the hand teaching how to move the hand so like that he is teaching us how to become a devotee so he came as bhakta avataram bhakta roopa swarupakam so he came as bhakta krishna bhakta that is chaitanya mahaprabhu धर्म संस्थापना 
in order to deliver the pious and analytical miscreants as well as to reestablish the principle of religion i advent myself millennium after millennium and then comes today's verse so if we really understand krishna's mission tatvatah that in truth you see one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon living word now when he when you say one who knows if you see the sanskrit there is a stress what kind of knowing like every hindu knows yeah yeah i have been to janmasthan mathura i have seen that's it that kind of knowing is not enough superficial knowledge or some yeah yeah i know about krishna something he lifted over the hill yeah he was on the battlefield of kurukshetra ah he danced with many girls that one you will not forget because they all want to do it so um or they want to give a bad name to him. um so in this way they have some superficial faulty knowledge of krishna so this is this is not correct tatvatah this stress is there tatvatah means in reality in depth in in i mean with what is that in hindi we say gehrai like in depth we have to know uh, so that is revealed by krishna and with devotion we can understand without devotion bhakto se mai saka sakta why krishna shows arjuna was devotee that's the key to unlock the mysteries of krishna understanding of krishna <clears throat> now if i am not a devotee i may chant the bhagavad gita shlokas i may explain it but in my own way and misrepresenting misinterpreting the text and many many people do this in fact so called so many spiritual organizations pseudo spiritual organizations there are and they have big big commentaries on bhagavad gita completely separate from what krishna is saying and they are well known gurus so called in india and even abroad but they speak nothing of what krishna actually speaks so tatvatah in reality if we know then then tyatva deham punarjanmanaiti then there is no more rebirth for us if we understand his birth then our birth will be stopped if we learn, if you learn about birth of gandhi or birth of uh, hitler our birth will not stop we will continue but if you learn about krishna's birth our birth will be stopped no more rebirth now i want to take wow in fact okay i'll take you to this few verses from the bhagavatam where uh, kunti devi the mother of the pandavas she also spoke about the krishna's janma Now it starts here one eight twenty nine. She says, "Naveda kasche bhagavam chikirshitam tave hamanasya nirnam vidambanam nayasya kasche dayito stikarhiche dveshyasya yasmin vishamamatir nirnam." Oh Lord, no one can understand your transcendental pastime. Krishna says, "Oh, if anybody can understand, he can come back to me." <laughs> She is saying, "Nobody can understand," <laughs> which appear to be human, and so are misleading. Abhijanam the Mamnudha. Yes, 
श्री श्री राधा अब जानते मामूढ़ा मानुषीम धनुमाश्रितम वनी कम्स इन अमंग्स ह्यूमंस दे मिस्टेक हिम फॉर ऑर्डिनरी ह्यूमन एंड वी डेयर टू क्रिटिसाइज पीपल डेयर टू क्रिटिसाइज हिम और गिव देयर ओपिनियन अबाउट हिम हु आर दे इनसिग्निफिकेंट स्पेक्स ऑफ डस्ट इन दिस मटेरियल वर्ल्ड एंड ही इज द ओनर ऑफ एवरीथिंग सो शी इज सेइंग व्हेन यू कम हियर नोबडी कैन अंडरस्टैंड योर पास्ट टाइम्स एंड दे आर वेरी मिसलीडिंग you have no specific object of favor nor do you have any object of envy people only imagine that you are partial it is like this it always of course appears that krishna is partial to his devotees but actually he is equally disposed to everyone but the devotees um, make themselves suitable receptacles of his mercy that's all like when the rain when it's raining i can harvest the rain water by putting some tank or i can just let it go on the ground and i don't have anything to drink of course there is a natural process but i can harvest some right or when there is sun or when there is moon there is a there is a bengali proverb <laughs> it is nicely stated that the moon shine or the moon does not choose uh, not to shine on a chandala it will not say that okay i am moon i will only put the spotlight or limelight on the brahmana chandal no no put him in the dark no moonlight is the same for everyone but it's my thing i can come come into the moonlight and you know you know see it or i can just hide away and say there is no moonlight you know moon doesn't like me you know is not putting no putting no no not any light on me i can say anything but who is to be blamed there moon is not to be blamed if i enclose myself in a room then who can do anything so that is the difference it is that the devotee is voluntarily become recipients of krishna's mercy whereas the non devotee chooses not to so otherwise he was he is not partial now next now human pastimes are misleading next thing she says is this जन्म कर्म कृष्ण से जन्म कर्म च में दिव्यम जन्म कर्म च विश्वात्मन अजस्य अकर्तुरात्मन अजस्य मीन्स जन्म मीन्स अजस्य मीन्स इज नो बर्थ अकर्तुर हू हेज नथिंग टू डू एक्चुअली कर्तु मीन्स टू डू अकर्तु मीन्स यू हेज नथिंग टू डू बट स्टिल ही कम्स जन्म कर्म बर्थ एंड एक्टिविटीज ऑफ अ पर्सन हू हेज नथिंग टू डू एंड हू इज अनबोर्न you know if i have nothing to do i will not do it i am doing something because i need to do it to achieve something but he does not need to achieve anything he is already he is self sufficient what he needs to achieve why should he endeavor there is no reason janma such activity can only come from the platform of mercy daya like a rich man when he goes out to do some charitable business he wants to help of course some people want name and fame that's and we are talking about somebody who really wants to help so he wants to help the people so he is acting but he does not need to get anything from that he is helping the others hmm. but of course that help is also <laughs> if you just help the body that's not going to be anything not not going to be much help uh, helping the soul is a real help and that is that means preaching krishna consciousness that is the real welfare activity anyway that's about 
जन्म कर्म च विश्वात्मन अजस्य अकर्तुरात्मन तिरियन तिरियन मीन्स तिरियत मीन्स सब ह्यूमन बिलो ह्यूमन स्पीशीज ऑल्सो यू हैव कम ह्यूमन स्पीशीज यूर यूर इंकारनेशन एम ह्यूमन बींग्स ऑलरेडी बी विल रिंग डिफिकल्ट टू अंडरस्टैंड नो बड़ी कैन यू आर कमिंग इवन इन द एनिमल स्पीशीज तिरियन निर निर मीन्स ह्यूमन ऋषिशु एज अ सेज नो लाइक नर नारायण ऋषि एंड देर इज ऑल्सो द परशुराम एंड ऑल्सो वामनदेव टेम एज अ ब्राह्मण ऋषिशु यादहसु यादहसु मीन्स एक्वाटिक तदत्यंत विडंबनम अत्यंत मीन्स वेरी मच बिवेल द प्रीवियस वर्ज विडंबनम इज देर हियर अत्यंत विडंबनम your birth you know krishna's birth of course it is bewildering or soul of the universe that you work though you are inactive and that you take birth though you are the vital force and the unborn you yourself descend among animals men sages and aquatics this is very bewildering and then she mentions one of the activities of krishna which is again another very bewildering and because she is you know woman and has a motherly affection for krishna she gave this example of the mother yashoda gopyadate tvayikritagasidamatavad yate dashashrukalilanjana sambhramaksham vaktram niniya bhaya bhavanaya sthitasya samam vimohayati bhi api yad bibheti my dear krishna yashoda took up a rope to bind you when you committed an offense and your perturbed eyes overflowed with tears which washed the mascara from your eyes and you were afraid though fear personified is afraid of you this sight is bewildering to me one of the karma janma karma right one of the karma she mentioned something that relates to her she also has a motherly affection and then she goes on 1 2 3 4 32 33 34 verses giving many many reasons of why krishna appears let's look at them 1832 kechidahura jamjatam punya shlokasya kirtaye yadoh priyasyanvavaye malayasyeva chandanam some say that the unborn has taken birth for the glorification of the great pious king who is that king yadu that's why he is called yadav he is known as yadav everybody knows krishna is known as yadav by that name king yadu is glorified so to glorify his devotees he comes in their dynasty just to give them glorification hmm. one of your dearest devotees king yadu and others say that you took birth to please king yadu hmm? ugrasena also was a great king in the same his uh, grandfather now you appeared in his family as sandalwood appears in the malaya hills in malaysia actually previously it was full of sandalwood but now it's a palm palm oil <laughs> before it was sandalwood it was famous for sandalwood so malayasyeva chandanam you know um like you know uh, like we say kohinoor diamond you know from kohinoor so like that you know it's 
for something else another thing which is associated with it gets importance you know so like that so like um, uh, mathura he was born there and therefore mathura is so the glory of mathura is because of being uh, related with krishna hmm. similarly devotees so he comes in a family of devotees to glorify them just like sandalwood will be known as malaya seva chandanam oh this is sandalwood from the malaya tree from malaya hills that's why our farm project we call this malaya giri dham so prabhu sundar shows that name because of this verse malaya giri dham so <clears throat> that is one reason to glorify his devotees अपरेव सुदेवस्य देवक्याम क्षेमाय वधाय कृष्णी they did austerities for 12000 years of the devatas which is which translates to 12000 times 365 years in our calculation that long they did very very intense tapasya austerity uh, to get the lord as their son so three times the lord came as their son and this is one of those so vasudev and devaki prayed for you and you have taken your birth as their son undoubtedly you are unborn yet you took your birth for their welfare and also to kill those who are envious of the demigods or the suras devotees there is another reason why you came next 1834 bharavataranayanye bhuvonava ivodadhau sidantya bhuri bharena jato hyatma bhuvarthitah others say that the world being overburdened like a boat at sea was much aggrieved and that brahma who is your son prayed for you and so you have appeared in order to diminish the trouble actually this was the history just before krishna's birth mother earth goes in the form, takes the form of a cow and goes to lord brahma and tells that i am being overburdened by unscrupulous kings please do something to reduce my burden so then brahma goes to the shore of the milk ocean and chants the purusha sukta mantras invoking the lord and then the lord answered the prayers of brahma and he spoke to him that yes you ask all the demigods all the devatas to take birth on the earth as my family you know my predecessors or somebody and then i will come so he made all the arrangements of different demigods took different roles on the earth and they participated in this leela and then krishna came so this is one of the reason then next bhavesmin klishyamananam avidya kama karma bhih shravana smarana arhani karishyanniti kechana and yet others say that you appeared in order to renovate the devotional service of hearing remembering worshiping and so on in order that the conditioned soul suffering from material pangs might take advantage and gain liberation 
because next verse shrinvanti gayanti grinantya bhikshnashah smaranti nandanti tavehitam janah taeva pasyantya chirena tavakam bhava pravaho paramam padambujam O Krishna, those who continuously hear, chant and repeat your transcendental activities or take pleasure in others doing so, certainly see your lotus feet which alone can stop the repetition of birth and death. So in order for this to happen, you have come. So in this way she has come up with so many, she has postulated so many reasons, but actually all of them are correct. It's not that some say this, some say that, everybody will have argument and fight, no. All are correct. He fulfills all these things. And in the last verse of her prayers, she summarizes all these things. And if you see this verse, a beautiful verse. Shri Krishna Krishna Sakhavrishni Rishabhavani Dhru Rajanyavam Chadahanana Pavargavirya Govinda Godvija Surarti Haravatara Yogeshvara Akhila Guru Bhagavan Namaste. All are mentioned here in this one verse. O Krishna, O friend of Arjuna. He can't enter anymore. He locked the door. O Krishna, can somebody open it? Open it for him. Before he knocks. Oh, yes. O Krishna, O friend of Arjuna, O chief amongst the descendants of Vrishni. You are the destroyer of those political parties which are disturbing elements on this earth. Your prowess never deteriorates. You are the proprietor of the transcendental abode and you descend to relieve the distresses of Govinda Godvija Surarti Haravatar. Relieve the distresses of the cows, the brahmanas and the devotees. Govinda Godvija Sura. Arti means the distress. Hara means avatara hara means destroyed one who destroys the arti or the distresses of govinda godvija surarti hara avatara yogeshwara akhila guru namaka akhila guru he is the jagat guru you possess all mystic powers and you are the preceptor of the entire universe you are the almighty god and i offer you my respectful obeisances so these are the some of the reasons and one little detail important detail i would like to so much more to do. Um, in the 10th canto, and what was that verse? The six sons of Devaki and all that? We spoke about in the Balram Janta. 10 to 8. Okay, thank you. Hmm. Krishna was born not by sexual union. I mean, he came as a result of sexual union also when he wanted to, but in the case of Krishna, he did not. So here it is said, 10th canto, 2nd chapter, 18th verse. Tato, tato jagan mangalam achyutamsham. Jagan mangalam. All words are very important here. Tato Jagan Mangala Machutamsham Samahitam Shura Sutena Devi Dadhara Sarvatmakam Atma Bhutam Kashtha Yathan 
ಯಥಾನಂದಕರಂ ಮನಸ್ತಃ ಮನಸ್ತಃ Thereafter, accompanied by plenary expansions, the fully opulent Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is all auspicious for the entire universe, was transferred, was transferred from the mind of Vasudev to the mind of Devaki. Hmm? From the mind of Vasudev to the mind of Devaki. Devaki, having thus been initiated by Vasudev, became beautiful by carrying Lord Krishna, the original consciousness for everyone. the cause of all causes within the core of her heart just as the east becomes beautiful by carrying the rising moon so um, she was practically initiated by vasudev uh, so it was different from ordinary pregnancy so um, the important thing here is that um, actually devaki is signifying the devotee and let's look at that analogy by vishnu chakravarti thakur 10:8 of shrimad bhagavatam devakya jathare garbham sheshakhyam dhamamamakam tat sannikrishya rohinya udare sannideshaya within the womb of devaki is my partial planetary expansion known as sankarshan or sesha without difficulty transfer him into the womb of rohini this was the you know and balram came so here hmm. in this connection one may ask how the supreme personality of godhead who is always situated transcendently could enter the womb of devaki which had previously been entered by the six asuras the shadgarbhas does this mean that the shadgarbhasuras were equal to the transcendental body of the supreme personality of godhead now before krishna was born six sons of devaki they were born and then they were killed straight away now what was the history of those six sons they were actually asuras in their previous life and they also signify a very important thing the following answer is given by shri vishwanath chakravarti thakur the entire creation as well as its individual parts is an expansion of the energy of the supreme personality of god therefore even though the lord enters the material world he does not do so this is explained by the lord himself in bhagavad gita maya tatam idam sarvam jagad avyakta murtina matsthani sarvabhutani nachaham teshvamasthitah nachamatsthani bhutani pashyame yogamaishwaram bhuta bhinna cha bhutastho mamatma bhuta bhavana by me in my unmanifested form this entire universe is pervaded all beings are in me but i am not in them and yet everything that is created does not rest in me behold my mystic opulence although i am the maintainer of all living entities and although i am everywhere i am not part of this cosmic manifestation for myself is the very source of creation sarvam khalvidam brahma everything is an expansion of brahman the supreme personality of godhead yet everything is not the supreme godhead and he is not everywhere everything rests upon him and yet does not rest upon him this can be explained only through the achintya bheda bheda philosophy such truths cannot be understood however unless one is a pure devotee for the lord says in bhagavad gita bhaktyamam abhijanati yavanyaschasmi tatpatah one can understand the supreme personality as he is only by devotion service even though the lord cannot be understood by ordinary persons this principle should be understood from the statements of the shastras now this is what his explanation was vishnu chakravarti thakur symbolically mother devaki's constant fear of kamsa was purifying her yatharishikesha yatharishikesha khalena devaki kamsena ruddhati chiram sucharpita kuntidevi actually said in the 1.8.23 so 
Mother Devaki's constant fear of Kamsa was purifying her. A pure devotee should always fear material association. And in this way, all the asuras of material association will be killed. As the Shadgarbhasuras were killed by Kamsa. It is said that from the mind, Marichi appears. In other words, Marichi is an incarnation of the mind. Marichi has six sons, Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Mother, Matsarya. Lust, anger, greed, illusion, madness and envy. These are the six, I mean, six sons of the Devaki. Symbolically, they represent these six. And if a devotee, represented by Devaki, is always alert, fearful of material association like Kamsa, then these six things can be killed. The Supreme Personality of Godhead appears in pure devotional service. This is confirmed in the Vedas, Bhakti Revainam Darshayati. Only Bhakti can bring one in contact with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality of Godhead appeared from the womb of Devaki and therefore Devaki symbolically represents Bhakti. And Kamsa symbolically represents material fear. When a pure devotee always fears material association, his real position of bhakti is manifested and he naturally becomes uninterested in material enjoyment. When the six sons of Marichi are killed by such fear and one is freed from material contamination, within the womb of bhakti, the Supreme Personality of Godhead appears. Thus, the seventh pregnancy of Devaki signifies the appearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which is Balram. And then Balram purified the womb and then Krishna entered. It was not like a glitch in the plan of Krishna. That, eh, hey, hey, Balram already went inside. Hey, move him, move him, move him. I, I need to come, my time has come. <laughs> there was a reason. Nothing happens like that. Oh, something mistake. No. Krishna doesn't do. So he, Balram went there, purified. Similarly, our life, now we have all these anarthas. So, by take, that's why we chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama. This Rama is referring to Balram. We are begging for spiritual strength from Balram so that Krishna can manifest in our hearts. So we need to be purified, we need to be strengthened by devotional service and all our anathas have to go, have to be killed like the six sons of Devaki. And for that to happen, she was fearful of Kamsa. We have to be fearful of Maya. That means we have to be alert. That is also explained here. After the six sons, Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Mother and Matsarya are killed, the Shesha incarnation creates a suitable situation for the appearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In other words, when one awakens his natural Krishna consciousness, Lord Krishna appears. This is the explanation given by Srila Vishwanath Sakravarti Thakur. So this is the explanation of Krishna's birth and how it connects to our life also. It's one of the many things we can learn from his birth also. Like this, there are so many details which cannot be completed in this session. So you can read the birth of Krishna in the 10th Kanto Srimad Bhagavatam. So, we can understand like this, that this is called Tattvataha. When we say, we have to understand Janma Karma Evam Tattvataha, Vetti. Uh, this is, that's why it is said, Kiba Vipra, Kiba Nyasi Shudra Kene Noy, Jai Krishna Tattva Vetta, Shai Guru Hoy. So, Guru is a person who knows Krishna Tattva. And Krishna Tattva means like this, Janma Karma, in depth. Hmm. So, this is how we have to understand. So, we can learn more and more from Srila Prabhupada's books. And there is so much information. So, this is just a gist. 
So we'll stop here. Anybody has any questions? Any doubts? There is one, what is this? Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu come in every Dwapara and Kali Yuga. Not only in the 28th Chaturuga, but the difference is that in the rest of Chaturuga, they come through Shirada Gushaya Vishnu, not directly. Well, we need more uh, information on this. It is not mentioned like that. At the end of Dwapara Yuga of the 28th Divya Yuga, Lord Krishna appears on earth with the full paraphernalia of his eternal Rajadham. First, Lord Krishna appears at the close of the Dwapara Yuga of the 28th Divya Yuga and then Lord Chaitanya appears in the Kali Yuga of the same Divya Yuga. Krishna and Lord Chaitanya appear once in each day of Brahma or once in 14 Manmantra avatars, one mantras each of 71 Divya Yugas in Krishna. So here it says he comes once. How is he saying that he is coming every Dwapara and Kali? Through Shiro the Kushai Vishnu, something you saying. Well, <coughs> it's different here, differently mentioned. He says it is uh, not the original word. Krishna comes through. Actually, here also it is said that he comes through Shiro the Kushai Vishnu. All the incarnation expansions merge in him when he comes. Anyway, you have to take what here is mentioned. So, alright, we have any more questions?